0: step into the incense and whiskey sanctuary with mindfulness enthusiasts and verified whiskey lovers mecca and ashley as they discuss all the random topics they love from mindfulness to memes this is ashley and this is mecca Rebecca? Hey, there you go. how's it going today? Today is, uh, I'm feeling good. Feeling good? So, I wanted to ask you are you familiar with the term toxic positivity?
1: I'm not familiar
0: with that term. Okay, so let me give you an example of toxic positivity. Okay. So, what I mean by toxic positivity is when um someone you share a, a you know a negative feeling or i'm feeling this way and maybe it's not so positive and someone's like you know you really need to look on the bright side it's not always going to be like this mm. um how, how did that hit you just now Like, how did you feel
1: <laughs> okay um okay now i know what that means i guess i didn't even know it was a term for that
0: Yeah, so um, toxic positivity, in my opinion, really prevents an opportunity for you to um, express your emotions as you feel them, right? Like to just, it's okay to have a negative emotion, right? We know that feelings and emotions, they come and they go, they pass. Mm -hmm. But toxic positivity is the idea that no matter how difficult your situation is, or how valid your feelings are, you should maintain a positive mindset and express
1: positive vibes only okay yeah so like when you tell somebody something that's really personal to you or something that's not feeling good and somebody was like girl I'll pray for you or not I pray for you but a <laughs> uh, love and light yes right like that that that, that you that love and light it kind of annoys me but I get That
0: how I get you that love and light <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so what the the point is toxic positivity doesn't allow space for you to feel whatever emotion that you're feeling right um and i think a lot of us are we our intentions are good and we mean well when we try to respond and bring positivity to um someone but i think that it prevents an opportunity to truly empathize with an emotion right so just say like I hear you. This is hard right now. I'm sorry. This is hard. Like, why can't we say that first before saying something like being negative won't help you or good vibes only or um, other people have it worse. That, that's what gets me a lot is when we to ourselves or to other people say, like, I really shouldn't complain because and so had it worse or, you know, I'm familiar yeah. with this situation. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I and you know what? I also feel like it also kind of goes with what, what the statement is being said. As you're as you're saying this, I was just trying to think on past conversations that I've had or you know, sometimes I do get quite a few like, you know, phone calls or texts from like friends and associates that either just want to like, you know, talk or maybe on the sounding board, whatever it is, and all of that's totally fine. And I think it feels better when you just listen and um just kind of, kind of absorb what they're saying. And sometimes I may repeat back just so I can understand what I'm hearing and, and just let it sit there because if you don't, you, you start becoming a problem solver and they may not be looking for that. They could just be looking for someone to have a conversation with. Right. Right. Absolutely.
0: So I, in like thinking about this and thinking about mental health in particular, right. So, according to experts, toxic positivity is counterproductive and harmful to mental health. They say that toxic positive psychologists are the they here say that toxic positivity oversimplifies the human brain and how we process emotions, and it can actually be detrimental to our mental health. And I know that's not our goal, right? Um, And so, per the Washington Post, research has shown that accepting negative emotions rather than avoiding or dismissing them. They actually be more beneficial for a person's mental health in the long run. Um, there was a 2018 study that tested the link between emotional acceptance and psychological health. And about, or a little bit over 1,300 adults, it found that those who habitually avoid acknowledging challenging emotions can end up feeling worse, actually. And we know what that can lead to, right? Um, it's hard to think about riding the waves of life, right? Like the highs and the lows. When you when you are in a low, you just keep getting low, or people around you are trying to get you to get back to a high. Right. Um, sometimes it's okay just to feel the emotion, or to support someone as they're going through that emotion. It's
1: going through it, right? It's almost like when people say, "Keep keep your chin up, look on the brighter side."
0: Yeah. Um, right. That can still happen, but like, let's insert like some empathy before that. Exactly. <laughs> And like, really consider uh, the impact of your words, right? So, like, think about intent versus impact. Mm. Um, So, if you're encouraging someone to look at the bright side of a situation, or urging them, let's just be happy, love, and light, for example, when they tell you that when you're feeling down, you're likely doing so out of you're coming from a place of care and concern. But people end up not sharing negative feelings or emotions. If they don't want to hear that, you know, people mm-hmm. and internalize whatever it is that they're feeling. Yeah. Um, so like something like, uh, you know, facing a tragedy or a serious situation like illness, food insecurity, unemployment, racial injustice, uh, looking on the bright side is, it's like a privilege. Like it's, You come from a place of privilege. <laughs> And not really like empathizing with what somebody is feeling in that. I mean, what is the bright side? Because
1: we're <laughs> we're now talking about bright versus dark and light versus dark. Like, and and not necessarily in color, but in like, well, kind of, you know, like look on the bright side. Okay, what is the bright side? Is that yeah. by like the, the light part of it, the, the positive, is that, is that kind of how we're like looking at it? Like, are we looking at bright and light as all positive and dark and gloomy as negative? I like-
0: definitely think so. And I also think this is kind of interconnected with uh spiritual bypassing. I know we've talked about that a lot too, right? So spiritual bypassing can sound like love and life, for example, thoughts and prayers, or this must be God's plan. Like that's, um, That's when people are trying to use these people are trying to use these abstract concepts like God or the universe to avoid dealing with this like uncomfortable real world world situation. Right. Um, And that actually, I just want to point out that the the term spiritual bypassing was coined by psychotherapist John Wellwood. So just so we're giving credit where it's due in terms of the origin of that terminology. Um, So I wanted to see, you know what your thoughts were on that. And then let's talk about ways that you can avoid toxic positivity because there is a difference between toxic positivity and trying to provide genuine positive support. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think that a couple of things can happen. You know, know, honestly, you can't change people, right? So if you know that one person or whoever it is that you usually talk to is always on the kind of like sweep it under the rug, Stay in, stay in the light, uh, light and positivity, like kind of person. and may not be able to just kind of really emphasize, empathize. I'm sorry, empathize with you. Mm -hmm. Then it's okay to like not share that part of yourself with that person. Um, Oh yeah, because boundary setting. That right. I'm not saying that you gotta like stop talking to them. I'm just saying, just you know, maybe don't share the type, share your share that side with that person. Mm -hmm. And then if even if you are on that side and you're like, man, I didn't realize I did that a lot, or I do do that. How can I change it? Then it's more just listening. Like what I said, even if you don't have an answer, because sometimes you don't need to have an answer. It's just like, dang, I, that sucks. And I hate that, that you're going through that. Right. Know? And that's all you need. There's a, there's actually, um, a, a company out out here. It's called happy. And, uh, and this is like, you know, this wasn't, this isn't like a paid promo or anything, but this is one of those things that as I'm thinking about it, like, the, the premises of this program and this call center is basically to talk to someone about whatever problems you have without any type of problem solving or judgment. And it's just uh, a here and they don't try to solve your problems. They're there just to listen and support you and hold space for you in that, in that instance. And, and, and a lot of people call into that. A lot of like, you know, you have some health professionals that use it. A lot of people that kind of use it as a bridge between their therapy sessions and and psychiatrists. So it's one of those things that, you know, there's, there's, there's organizations and people out there that you can literally just talk to about these issues or whatever the issue is. And you may not be looking for anything from them. They're just a whole space and support you. So there's plenty there. There's that option as well. And then it's also just really like understanding um, your vocabulary when you're talking to a person or if that person has felt um, it's an honor when someone decides that they want to share themselves with you. If, yeah. if you look at it like that, if yeah. I've decided that I want to share a thing with you because I feel like I value you or um, I value our relationship, then also take, it, take care with that. And that care is just listening. That care is sometimes, if you don't even know what to say, the first part of a conversation is how would how can I support you? And they may just say, I just want you to listen. I just want to yeah. talk about it. Yeah, and 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 then hold 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 true to that. Don't try to solve the problem. Yeah, (laughs) Um, because (laughs) I go ahead that that can just take the pressure off of both parties. Is what I'm trying to say.
0: For sure. Well, to your earlier point about the organization Happy, that it's just like it sounds like this 24 seven hotline where people are holding space. Yep, empathize and listen. It just made me think, like, what does that say about our society? and relationships, um, that, that that there's a need for that, right? That that exists. And to your second point, it also demonstrates to me that there's room for education for us as individuals about how to improve our communication in these types of situations. Um, mm-hmm. for sure. Because I, I definitely want to feel like the people that I have around me, my friends, family of choice, my family like that. I can engage in dialogue with them and not be concerned or uh, feel like my feelings are shut down and so phrase crazy right. in the name of toxic positivity. And it's just like, how many people do you think are really familiar with this terminology? Right? It's. It, I just learned about it recently, so
1: I. I, I, mean, I don't. I. have never heard of the terminology, but I also I've never heard of the specific word. And I'm saying it's. I'm sure it's been around for a while, but it's definitely a thing that happens without maybe we didn't have a name for it right right we don't have a name for it yeah
0: so that's to your point about vocabulary like to me this is also something we need to understand is a thing and the terminology and phrasing associated with it but I want to talk to you about a couple examples of ways that we can avoid toxic positivity how about that okay so instead of something like let's just stay positive Um, you can say that must be really hard Um, or instead of and this is I'm guilty of this one everything happens for a reason say I'm sorry you're going through this or I'm sorry you're dealing with this Um, instead of things will work out look on the bright side you can say something like this really sucks right now is there anything I can do to support you to your point of asking the question, how can I support you? What do you need at this time? If we approach with curiosity in that way, it allows for space for the emotion itself without squashing it with toxic positivity. Right. Yeah.
1: I like that. I I, I do want to say this, because sometimes those terms, it all fits the right situation, right? You are going into work, and maybe you know coworker A and B really get on your nerves, and you're trying to like <laughs> in a thin
0: spot. A through Z, all of them. okay.
1: <laughs> and you know, maybe your girl is somebody that you kick here with, or your guy is somebody you kick here with about work. And uh-huh. if they say, "Okay, positive vibes only," meaning like, let's get your mind right, let's get in this zone. Um, so I just want to say, like, don't don't shut all the terms down. They gotta just the be literal
0: in everything, like, right?
1: So, and then even like all things will work out. I think about uh, just like a couple of friends are like all working on different types of businesses and, you know, maybe there's a conversation about like, oh, this contractor's is doing this and I can't find this person. And then, oh, I don't know if I get the lease. These are just little quest. I'm just using this as an example, but these, all of these are like not necessarily negatives. They're just things that are all happening at once. So, you know, someone might be like, you know what? It's all going to come together. It does not look like it right now. I know it yeah. doesn't. Yeah. But I promise it's gonna come together. Like yeah. that I'm just kinda using examples of when it's most appropriate.
0: <laughs> right. Because I would hear that as comfort and motivation, particularly if it was coming from you, like for someone that's already had this experience, you can say, like, we don't know the exact timing or what it's gonna look like, but you're you're working on these things and we just gotta wait it out. Like it it will come together. Um I right. hear that as comfort and motivation, not sorry. Like I hear you. I think it's situation specific. Is what you're,
1: what you're saying. Right, right. I, I, yeah, I'm glad we we talked about that. And actually, I guess having the correct verbiage around it, I feel like there's all these, and it, it may not even be a new term, but I feel like there's a lot of like,
0: new <laughs> <there>. <laughs> it's a new concept to us, and so we wanted to share it with everybody. Let us know what you think of toxic positivity. Are you guilty of this? We're guilty of it. We got to admit, we're gonna do better together. <laughs> Do better together.
1: All right. I like that. And yeah. Is, wait. is was When people use the word uh, hustle hard or I grind hard or girl, all I'm doing is hustling. Is that
0: toxic positivity? I think that that can be some form of toxic positivity for sure. But I also think that that's like reminiscent of, like that's grind culture and- Grind culture. <laughs> grind culture. Grind culture. And I'm not trying to encourage that. I'm trying to encourage, I saw a meme that says something like, I don't want to be booked and busy. I want to be moderately scheduled and rested. And that's how I feel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that. It's funny because I I think, I don't know what
0: year I started seeing that. Booked and busy. I'm booked and busy. And I was like, I remember looking at that. It's also a very American, westernized concept. Like, we celebrate that um but like why can't i just be like moderately scheduled and still have time to rest like can we have like ministry bless them for the yeah the reminders like yeah take rest like you need that in order to restore yourself to be creative to do type different types of things so yeah
1: as i as i say that ashley i can i can i can understand that term it's almost like this aggressor and hard you know all the way on the left term But the, the meaning behind it is I'm working, I am on a path of, you know, a path that I'm supposed to be on, right? Like, I'm, booked. so I guess if someone's using that in a a sense of like, you know, oh, we haven't seen you in a while. Oh, I'm booked and busy, baby. So it's like,
0: if that works for you, that works for you. even if yeah. they're not really booked and busy it could just listen if, that, if that's how you that's how you go listen i'm with it but i want to be as i said moderately scheduled and rested you know yeah, absolutely. <laughs> i
1: totally get it i i understand that i'm on that wagon i like sleep a lot i like to chill a lot and none of that equates <laughs> to, be to being booked and busy
0: I mean, I'm, I'm not, not, trying not trying to face burnout again. Burnout. Like burnout culture is real. I'm not trying to face burnout again if I can manage it for myself. So, yeah, when you know better, you do better. And for me, that's knowing better. I'm trying to do better.
1: I can appreciate that. Hey, Ashley.
0: Hey, Hi, Ashley.
1: What do you know, or what's your, um, what's your thoughts around the impact that social media is having around, uh, our mental health?
0: I think that, ooh, this is going to be controversial. (laughs) I have controversial thoughts. I'm going to go ahead and... (laughs) Okay. Say Say it. Um, I think that we, as a culture, excuse me, give too much credit to social media and media in general for society's shortcomings or failing. And to me, that includes mental health. Mm. I think that historically prior to social media, I mean, cause I'm old enough to remember what life was like before Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, previous to, well, my was in existence, but I don't think it was like heavily utilized. I think that we had situations, I can't think of anything specifically right now, but we had situations or experiences that we were exposed to that we had to be more discerning about whether or not we were gonna take that in or not. And what I do think is we need to take a certain level of personal responsibility to, to, um, in terms of thinking about how much we let social media impact us, whether it be positively or negatively. And I also think that, um, but I also think that that is countered by the fact that social media is so prevalent and utilized in so many ways across platforms. Whether it's like getting your news sources or connecting with friends and family, especially mm-hmm. in the age of the pandemic, etc. Dating, you know, a lot of these dating platforms, to my understanding, are also structured like social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, so the sheer types of ways that it's being used makes it harder for us to be discerning. So I don't want to say it's all on us, but I do want to say at the end of the day, you you should be responsible for what you're taking in and out, whether it be social media or otherwise. That, those are my thoughts. Does that make sense?
1: No, yeah, it does. Um... And yeah, I'm old enough to to know what life was like before social media before. I can remember when social media first started and I had a friend uh, that was in PR and she would always complain about, oh my God, I hate social media. It's just, it's just <laughs> ridiculous. You know, what about us real professionals that are in public relations? Cause they can right. control the narrative. They can be very laser focused on what story is being told. Right. And, and now
0: PR is like all social media. <laughs> well,
1: they had to jump on the ba- bandwagon because yeah. now with social media, you can become your own reporter. You can become yeah. your own publicist. You can become your own ma- music manager. Whatever it is that you wanted to do, you can kind of create that own.
0: Yes. Own- it's your own.
1: like
0: a double edged sword, right? Like, yeah. I remember when I was in, I think I might have been in college or graduate school, and somebody said to me, and this was like not that long ago, I was in college between, in graduate school between 2000 ten and twenty twelve and I remember people saying sorry I was in college between two thousand six and two thousand college and high school between two thousand six two thousand twelve and I remember people saying like oh you should blog about this you should be a blogger and I was like what experience do I have to be blogging about this? You don't have like, to have any that's the beauty of it that- and that's the beauty that I could not accept at the time. I felt like I needed to be an expert at something or knowledgeable or credentialed in some type of way to have anything that was worth saying on a particular topic. And people are like, you should blog about dating. You know, it's just mind boggling to me. But today the concept of storytelling in general, I think is valued in a way that maybe it wasn't previously. And, and maybe social media has something to do with that. Like, having those stories out there and experiences out there that other people can relate to um is beneficial in in a lot of ways
1: you nailed it you nailed it in a sense of yes prior to social media people felt like they need to have the experience or the credentials to do a thing and when i say a thing it is storytelling writing a blog being an expert at i'm the best hairstylist i'm the best stylist i know how to take care of skin all of those things that people are now the expert at that they may or may not actually be expert at, but they can say it and promote themselves like that in a way that it becomes believable. So yeah. I feel like um, on the flip side, like of course, social media. I guess the the idea of it beginning was so we can all connect, stay connected to one another, right? Yeah. And like the excessiveness of it can 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 definitely fuel the feelings of like anxiety, depression. Isolation and even fear of missing out (FOMO) uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because you see the best parts of people's lives on social media. I mean, you rarely see somebody saying, "Hey, I'm having a really bad day. I've ate yeah. a tub of ice cream and a bag of Doritos, and I feel shitty." Um, no, you gonna see them. So in that's their
0: like re- ringing the alarm today. Yeah, <laughs> <You don't laughs> because, we're not, <laughs> because we're not used to people saying stuff like that on social media. Yeah. Like, I, if somebody posed I had this happen the other day I had a friend on his story he posted an image of a broken heart and I was like oh my god like what's going on I texted him like any number of things were running through my mind like somebody died did he like did something happen in his relationship at the end whatever so I texted him like what's going on are you okay and he was like yeah um, a co-worker's child passed away and I was really like hurting for her <laughs> you know and it's like you're so not used to someone signaling that there's something wrong on social media mm-hmm. that to me it's like an alarm bell it's like okay yeah. I need, I need to talk to you like what's going on not saying that you know the passing of this colleague's child was not in any way heartbreaking but you know it wasn't the worst case scenario that my mind went to if that makes sense
1: yeah. I mean you basically were like, Oh my God, something genuinely happened and it wasn't this
0: for him specifically. Yeah. yeah
1: specifically, right. And you were yeah, and you were concerned about it. Yeah, you're right. You you really see you really see someone's true feelings. And not to say that there aren't um people out there that do express their true feelings and um on social media because there are quite a few people mm-hmm. that do that in and across the board and in the industry that you can think of.
0: Yeah.
1: But you have probably more of you know look at me living my best life and nothing is wrong with that capture it archive it right do all those things and for some people that some people i know a couple of people that decided hey i'll never be in social media i'll never want to open up an account i don't want to look because i don't want that fear of feeling like i'm not good enough oh out of other people's words this is in my words but, in, in that, and that, it's just true. It's true, it's a true statement and it's something true to them. That may not be real, but it's something true to them. Almost like, okay, this person is the same age as me and they're doing X, Y, and Z, or they've done this. And I'm like, oh my God, I haven't done that. And that kind of creates this, oh my God, I'm fear of missing out. I'm not good enough. I'm not doing enough. And um, the whole comparison thing happens. And that's a natural feeling for some people um, and then for some people on the flip side, that could be like, Ooh, let me go out and really get my stuff together. And it could be used as a incentive or inspiration. Right. Yeah. Um, so it really just depends on how you handle it. But when just thinking about like the role that it plays, um, like the positive role, we can go back both negative, but the positive role is, it's definitely an outlet for creativity and self-expression. um, you know, you can join in and promote worthwhile causes, raise awareness to important issues. You can find new friends, communities and you know, similar interests. Um, you can also communicate with friends and families that you haven't talked to in forever or around the world or from a, you know, a childhood. It's they have a lot of positivity around it. Um i also i mean I think I told you just before I use a lot of social media as, rec- as like instead of going to like a a search engine to find something I'll uh, tag in to um a social media platform and find out whatever I'm looking for yeah. you just never know what you find, so it can definitely be used as that and then when you look at it from like the, the negative aspect of it, again, it kind of goes back to what I'm saying with the creating the enviness or dissatisfaction of your life or the fear of missing out on you know the weather, or I'm missing out on this party, I'm missing out on hanging out with my friends, anything that you feel like you're missing out on. And then the isolation of feeling like um, I'm feeling lonely and isolated and I need to improve my overall wellbeing. So it can create yeah. those pieces as well, as yeah. well as like depression and anxiety.
0: I think it's important to be mindful about your reaction to social media posts and using that to figure out how you want to curate what you're exposing yourself to. Um, for me, something that I've been, that came to mind as you were talking, something that I've been trying to think about <clears throat> is when I post things about, like, my partner, my family, my relationship, uh, it's, it's positive, typically. You know, I'm celebrating my partner's birthday or, you know, my brother's recent promotion, et cetera. But I'm not out here posting, like, Y'all, my partner got on my nerves today. <laughs> because I don't want to invite, I don't want to invite that view for people to like, you know, call me and like, what's going on? Y'all having a hard time, whatever. Because it, it, that comes and goes, right? Mm-hmm. But it's easier to post a positive. But I, what I try to tell people that know me and follow me is I'm in no way, uh, we are not um, relationship goals in the things that like only positive things are happening. Um, and I want to be, like, honest about that. When I talk to people and they're like, oh, you guys are relationship both." No, like, we really just work hard at it. And I'm showcasing the things that I want to celebrate. But the, the trust and believe are moments where, like, you know, we can only choose nerds. You see red, I see green. You know, like, whatever. It happens.
1: Actually, um, I think that – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I think that – I mean, I definitely understand what you're saying. I mean, I feel like you – you know, you post what you're excited about, and you post what you what you feel like you want to share. But it's not like you post every minute on the hour about how great you and your partner are doing it or how great your life is. So that's the difference.
0: Yeah, and there are people who do that, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the thing is, if you're finding yourself following people that are doing that, and it triggers you, like you, that's your reminder. To check yourself because mm-hmm. you don't. I think people forget this. Like, have you heard of like hate hate following? And have you heard of that terminology?
1: No, what's that?
0: There are people who engage in hate following where they're triggered by or they're turned off by the type of posting that somebody does and they follow them just to hate on them.
1: Just to leave negative comments. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I know it's following. I've been seeing it. I I noticed that. On um, so say I'm looking at us uh, of someone's post because I love the comments. I'm always there for the comments. In the comments. Yeah. And you'll see someone that'll say something really nasty about somebody, but then that person, it's just like a. A shell kind of account. It's they not, a, yeah, right. It's No troll and they have a bunch of followers or whatever. Or no, no, they they're following a bunch of people. So they create these like ghost accounts so they can talk shit on other people's Instagram right. on social like,
0: media. Yeah. Okay. We first of all, we're not condoning that. Like, don't be doing that. The other part is if you are a real person, not a troll or a bot, and you are triggered or you're not somebody's content is sparking something for you that's not positive. Stop following it. <laughs> stop engaging yeah. with it. Don't do that to yourself, and that's what what I was trying to allude to in the beginning. Like, there's a certain level of personal responsibility here, and I do think it's natural and easy to be to be thinking like, "Oh, I'm missing out." I think it's all about how you're using social media for me. I try to tell myself, I tell myself, I tell other people, I'm using social media as my scrapbook. Like this, if I post something, it's for me, really. It's not for the likes. It's not for anybody else. It's like. I felt good in this moment i want to capture this hairstyle or you know like i really enjoy this walk on the lake i want to you know remember this this moment yep. this image and i'm going to see for myself Like it's my personal scrapbook that i go back to
1: yeah and
0: i also like i will from time to time go and like recurate who i'm following i don't know if you do this oh yeah i'll go through like who am i following or um why you know most of the things i'm following are like news sources inspirational quotes memes, food like you know postings travel that kind of stuff because that's what i want to be taking in um right
1: there you can curate what you what you see here right
0: yeah and if i want to go get my little media gossip on i go to the discover page but i don't regularly follow that like i don't regularly follow you know, like the the bloggers and the, listen, the shade room, I'll visit occasionally, but I don't follow the shade room. You know, there's a a space for me to engage in that. And I limit it by just speaking it out when I have the the five, 10 minutes to do it, not engaging in it on a recurring basis. So,
1: No, that makes sense. And and I do believe if you, you know, if you don't want to be like full fledged out of the loop or full fledged out, like, oh, I don't, you know, I want to have a social media account, but I don't want to be involved with all of the, the all the negative pieces that we just talked about earlier. Then, yeah, curate who you follow and
0: or what kind of platforms you engage with. Right, like yeah. I don't have a Facebook anymore. I don't. I I don't. Re- I don't use Twitter. I I, I had a Twitter account for like two days. I don't use Twitter. I use, you know, primarily Instagram. I think I never got into TikTok. You just choose what platform <laughs> like, I want to see a TikTok. Fortunately, I don't have to because enough people share stuff on Instagram via TikTok that I understand what's happening. Yeah. But, you know, that might not be good for me in the future if, you know, I need to relate to younger people who are using these platforms. So but we'll deal with that when we get there. Point is, choose pick and choose what you want to engage with and what's going to feed you and your spirit if it's no longer check in with yourself periodically if it's not oh. easy positive then don't why engage with social media if they can be so negative <laughs> right that's a good point
1: again i think it's, it's a you can use it as research you can use it as motivation you can use it for information um
0: just decide how you're using
1: it that's how, all how you want to use it, what you want to take in another thing i thought about is with social media you know it's one thing to have gone to school and there's maybe a fight or there's a disagreement amongst kids or whatever the students or whatever and it stays at that place right at that school that work whatever that institution is but now it can happen in one place but then get carried over to social media
0: oh for sure
1: then there becomes you know more people that don't even know this situation can have an opinion about it and attack an individual so like information yeah is is definitely something that was created at a social media people more people are able to have an opinion about a thing that they may not know anything about because we've seen it on social media Uh, i don't know i think i just thought about that but i agree finding out what feels right and what you are aligned to is what you decide you want to follow and, and be observant of, or join that community. Um, and sometimes, you know, sometimes you're just putting stuff out there. You're just putting things out there that you like, maybe you took a picture of a flower or a funny thing happened and you want to express it to your friends, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, it's all okay. You know, some people keep theirs private and maybe they just have all their close friends or yeah. people that are associated with them on their, uh, as followers and they're following them and they, the pictures that are being shown are just something that they all can appreciate and be engaged with. So
0: I think that we have to emphasize that that's okay. I think that people are getting to that point in that realization now, but I think in the early days of social media, it was all about the number of, for some people is about the number of followers that they have. But I know in my private account, there's no one that's following me that I don't personally know. i know who that person is yeah yeah i might not talk to them all the time but i know who they are their phone number email address in my contact list and two like two
1: things i want to i want to say um i feel like uh uh, social media instagram is kind of being a little sensitive to that because i know that there was a feature that came out that didn't allow you to see how many likes that person had um almost like, you know, you can like this, but we're not going to show you that it had 20 likes or 200,000 likes. So I guess that kind of was a way of not making people feel like they had to be post something and it gets 20 likes and it's not worth it, you know, right. and and getting out of that whole, I'm only going to post this if it gets X, Y, Z number of likes, because that was not what it was created for. So I, I think that's interesting that they kind of tapped into that.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, we're real people. I mean, I'm a real person. Like I feel, you're a real person. We're not out here. I'm not an influencer. I'm not operating. I'm not not trying to get like to create a business case for myself with with a certain product or company. So yeah, yeah. You're saying.
1: Catch us next time on Incense and Whiskey.
0: In the meantime, take a breath. Have a sip.